I'm, I'm actually pretty confident. I do think that we've got, um, on the whole, a pretty resilient industry and a pretty resourceful industry. So I think um, they will meet those challenges. What are the biggest challenges facing TPAs, RIAs, and record keepers? And what will be most impactful from all that we're seeing on the legislative and regulatory front? We turn to Penchex President and CEO Spiro Prevalos and Scott Okrasinski, the firm's national sales director, to answer these questions and more. They join us to discuss Penchex's transformation into a true fintech solutions partner, its exponential growth and cultural transformation, and what it all means for better retirement outcomes. We also ask whether they're optimistic or pessimistic about the prospects for meaningful retirement savings inroads in the near term. Spiro, let's dive right in. What do you feel are the biggest challenges currently facing the industry? That's a great question. There's there's actually a ton, right? I mean, the, the world that we live in is uh, changing rapidly. Um, that's not something new. That's a, a constant issue to deal with, but uh, it, it does have a lot of impact for the industry. Um, certainly, I think kind of the, the big one that everybody's aware of is, is going to be the impact of Secure 2.0. There's a number of different um, provisions uh, in that law that actually roll out over time. So um, seeing how all of that impacts the industry, I think, is, is going to be a little bit of a challenge and understanding how to deal with those things making sure that um, the, the industry service providers from the record keepers to the TPAs have the bandwidth um, to deal with those issues and, and the, um, are able to create the systems necessary in order to um, effectively implement those changes. Um, what else would I say? I, I think industry consolidation um, has been kind of a, a consistent um, a challenge for the industry for the last probably 20 plus years. Um, fee compression kind of along with that um, is certainly something. And then um, I would say another one that, that falls kind of out of those two um, first ones would be um, the idea of hiring good people, right? This is, um, we're, we're a small industry, you know, as, um, as the number of practitioners go across the country. So hiring good people who really understand what it is that we do um, and understand the opportunity to make a career in this industry, I think is certainly challenging. Um, it's kind of funny. I was actually just looking earlier um, uh, this week at generations and, uh, you know, we, we, I think millennials got a bad rap for a while there about, you know, being a little bit difficult. And I was noticing that, man, we're already like pretty deep into Gen Z is actually the next generation. So really, I think connecting with a, that younger generation of workers and understanding what's important and valuable to them, I think, is a challenge for our industry as, as a typically... Um, I, I think uh, an industry that's thought of as being a little bit of a, an older industry and not being super tech forward. I don't think that's actually true, but I think there's a little bit of a stigma there. And so I think those are some of the challenges that we have. I, I do think there's a lot of opportunities as well, but um, I don't know. Scott, what do you think? Uh, uh, I think you summed it up pretty well there, Spiro. Um, you're right, though. There are definitely a lot of challenges, but there are some opportunities, right? Um, you know, we see an explosion right now in the, the PEP space which is a huge opportunity for the service provider industry. Uh, and that's going to allow, you know, more uh, retirement advisors um, that ne aren't necessarily specialists to, you know, now potentially get into the, uh, the retirement space. That combined with, you know, outsource 338 uh, responsibilities, you know, we do see the market uh, ripe for explosion. Spiro, how uh, confident are you that the industry will be able to implement some of those systems that you previously described? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually pretty confident. I do think that we've got, um, on the whole, a pretty resilient industry and a pretty resourceful industry. So I think um, 
they will meet those challenges. It, it, it will have bumps in the road for sure. You know, when I was a kid and you, you used to think that, you know, uh, adults always had everything figured out and they knew what was going on. And then you get older and you see behind the curtain. And so there, there will definitely be bumps, but I do think that just the, uh, I think the, the forward thinking technology providers in our industry have, are really embracing um, uh, what technology can do. So I, I do think we'll meet those challenges well. There is a lot happening on the legislative and regulatory front. What do you think will be most uh, impactful and why? Uh, well, I, I would go back to the what I noted in the, the your previous question, which is certainly I think the, the rollout of Secure 2.0 is going to be huge, right? There were I think over 90 different provisions in that law. So there's a lot of opportunity there for um, service providers to help create better outcomes for retirement savers, right? Um, the the Ameri average American worker is going to have a, a slew of new opportunities and ways that they can, um, one, increase their savings, <clears throat> put some money aside. I was actually very encouraged to see that the government um, decided not to fight human nature, but to just um, sort of go with it, right? Things like <clears throat> auto enrollment and auto escalation. I think those are all going to be things that are going to result in in much better outcomes for people um, with less friction, right? They're not going to have to actively do as much in order to, to achieve those outcomes. So, um, Scott, you got any thoughts? Scott? Well, I, you know, I think the, you know, the prohibited transaction exemption around rollovers is still kind of uh, floating around out there as a challenge that we kind of have to get through and, and uh, deal with in the, uh, you know, upcoming year. Um, so we definitely see some continued conversation around that. Great. Uh, so PenCheck specifically has transformed from a check distribution company to a, quote, true fintech solutions partner. How uh, ha have you done that? And what specifically does that mean? Uh, that's that's a great question. Uh, I would say the uh, sort of the technical nuts and bolts answer is, well, you know, hey, look, we, we really made a significant um, investment in our tech platform and really embracing that idea uh, of, of being a fintech service partner. Um, we, we've really taken the challenge of that. So we've done a lot of things in terms of aligning our operational um, processes with our, our technology. Um, again, trying to really leverage uh, the technology platform that we've um, put a lot into in order to, um, to make uh, processing and life as simple as possible for both our, our clients in the industry and for their plan participants. Um, but uh, I'll say that, um, you know, it's funny just when you look back just a number of years ago, we are a totally different looking company internally. When we look at the number of developers, the number of IT professionals that we have um, and really um, uh, the, the professional hires that we've brought on. So um, we, we've really done a lot of that stuff. Um, Scott? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I think the biggest thing that we've shifted to is the ability to integrate with other platforms. So instead of uh, clients having to use our proprietary platform, we've created hooks and links to be able to basically provide straight through processing from their systems that they're already custom to. And then more importantly, we've, you know, having our own development team and our own proprietary platform, we're able to customize solutions based upon really what the market is demanding. So, you know, we have a lot of uh, future things that we're working on for uh, 2024 and beyond as well that will continue to keep us uh, very front in the industry. So it is very flexible then. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that's yeah, great. I'd say we're we're much more. We are a software company today, right? You know, thirty years ago, we did we weren't thinking of ourselves as a software company. Yep. So the firm's exponential growth and cultural transformation drove internal changes that delivered better external relations and client support while producing better retirement outcomes. How was that achieved, and what does it mean moving forward? I know it's kind of a mouthful of a question, but I'm really uh, kind of interested in this one. Yeah. So to this, I would say a few things. I think we are really particularly proud of our cultural transformation, right? I noted you know, 30 years ago, we weren't thinking of ourselves as a as a software company. And so very much we view ourselves as being at the forefront of our um, industry, right? In the service provider space in the retirement world. I think we're, we're doing a lot of things that just generates a lot of excitement and opportunity. So um, I mentioned before, right? Hiring the right people is is always a challenge for everybody. And it sounds a bit cliche, but there's a reason. It's because it it is valuable and it is um, something that if you get right, um, has a, a really lasting impact. So, um, you know, not just in terms of our <clears throat> of our IT development and our software, but we've really made a commitment to hiring um, professionals, both from within the industry and outside the industry. And that's provided this fantastic mix of, of sort of an internal perspective and an external perspective where we've got senior leaders in our organization who are really able to bring um, their skill sets to bear in our organization. So, um, uh, and I think that has, has helped us to keep a very agile profile, despite the fact that we are a much bigger company now, right? We're, we're not, you know, a, a 10 or 12 person company that was just starting out and where everything was on paper. So we, we have very robust systems and capability, but we still are able to, um, to do a lot of customization, a lot of personalization. I think our, you know, our client experience folks and our operational folks are particularly proud of, of uh, that high contact, high touch uh, relationship that they've been able to maintain with our clients um, throughout our growth. Spiro, yeah, yeah. Just I, I want to get specific though in, in terms of so you're a larger company, but you're still very nimble. Can you give me some specifics about how big the company is? Uh, so we're just a little over a hundred employees today. Um, mm -hmm. We are we're just starting our thirtieth anniversary is this year um, is beginning now at the end of this year, I should say. Um, and I don't know what else do you want to know about the size of the, of the company. <laughs> That's all right. That was perfect. I would say, you know, from a growth perspective, we've I think doubled the size of the company effectively twice in probably the last six years. Got it, Scott. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I'm sorry. Anything to no, add? No, no. You know, it's it's a we're just at a fun point right now with Penchex. It's a really exciting opportunity. Uh, we've got a lot of great things going on. We've got great staff, and uh, just excited to, about where we're going. That's great. Spiro, yeah. as you noted, the uh, firm is innovating, and as part of the next chapter of Pentech's growth is the launch of your new traditional IRA product and platform. It's a powerful story around the solution and how it will be deployed, who it helps, and why the need is there. Can you explain? Uh, yeah, I can. I, so one, I'll just say that I think um, this whole effort really aligns with um, our identity as being a fintech service partner and wanting to help create systems and platforms to allow uh, individuals in the retirement space, whether you're a, a plan sponsor or whether you're a plan participant, to help those people achieve better outcomes. Um, so I, I'll let Scott tackle this one and, and talk to you just a little bit about 
uh, the need in the industry and why why we're there. But again, I think it, it aligns with who we are perfectly as a as a company identity. Scott, I think I, I keep cutting you off here, man, and I'm sorry about that. But <laughs> so go ahead. All, all good, John. Um, so you know this this idea that we've had about creating a you know traditional IRA product really stems from listening to the market. Obviously, Penchex has been around for a long time as one of the larger automatic rollover IRA providers in the market. And we would have advisors come to us and say, hey, we've, we've got these participants in the plan that uh, you know, have balances over $5,000 that we really need a solution for. Uh, the advisor typically couldn't take these clients on, on a, as a personal wealth client, and we really just didn't have a solution. And we kind of scratched our head that we had a, you know, a low balance solution, which the market didn't really support. And uh, there is this void of being able to you know, help these advisors as well as participants with uh, you know, a very easy, uh, cost-effective way to roll out of a plan into an IRA product. So we've developed uh, what's called Next Level IRA, and it really has multiple phases to it. One of the first ones is um, to help the located missing participants uh, be able to transfer their account that, that they have with us already into a managed account. Um, so what we're finding is that through this technology platform, we can provide a one cl- uh, essentially a one-click uh, uh, IRA setup process, uh, helping these participants keep their money in the retirement um, system and minimizing the cash out or the leakage that we that we often see. And more importantly, what we're doing is we're um, creating integrations with partners to provide a direct in-plan rollover solution for participants when they do terminate and their balances say, oh, you know, let's say it's $50,000. We have technology now that the advisor can identify that opportunity almost at the point that it happens when that person is uh, deemed termed to essentially campaign them and start talking to them about their options of either staying in plan or rolling out. So really our whole whole goal is to make this frictionless, whether it's for a claimed account or a a person that's in plan. Uh, And the key is that it's advisor centric. So we're integrating currently with uh, the Relias record keepers that are using the iJoin platform. Uh, and we're currently working uh, with some others as well to uh, expand this solution out into uh, uh, different record keeping platforms. Uh, so it's really exciting. We've got a lot of great partners uh, involved with it. We're working with LeafHouse um, uh, Financial regarding uh, as our managed account provider. Uh, we've got iJoin as uh, our advisor tool and participant experience partner. Uh, FI360, we've got that available for um, the PTE 2020-02, their decision optimizer solution, and then also working with uh, Broadridge for settlement and clearing. So um, really gives the advisor the ability to, you know, service the individuals uh, regardless of account balance and ones that they previously didn't have uh, the ability to service. Scott, this is always for a, a major industry need, and I'm just curious about the response that you've gotten so far. What's the buzz? Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been overwhelming and it's exciting. You know, it's it's funny. A, a while back, I I've been with Penchex now for eight years, and we very well known in the industry. But when we go to advisor conferences, uh, you know, often people would say, "What does Penchex do? Tell me about Penchex." And now it's you know we're at the point now it's people come up and say, "I hear what Penchex is doing," uh, and that's an exciting position to be in. So the response has been overwhelming. Uh, we've been in the process of building this thing out for the last two and a half years. Uh, we just basically are going live with uh, several components of this uh, and the adoption and the partners that we've lined up uh, from several large uh, advisory shops to asset managers, record keepers. The, the interest is, is overwhelming, to say the least. That is great. 
Look, you're both industry veterans. You've been around for a while. You know the business. Uh, With everything that you're seeing, everything that you're doing, are you optimistic or pessimistic about the prospects for meaningful retirement savings inroads in the near term? And what excites or worries you most? Spiro, let's start with you. Uh, sure. So I would say um, I, I I like to think that I'm an optimist. So I would say overall I'm I'm optimistic about um, <clears throat> about the prospects for meaningful retirement savings. Right. Um, you know we've talked about it a bunch already, but it certainly Secure 2.0 um, opens up a, a number of doors uh, for for meaningful uh, savings inroads. Um, you know, yes, certainly there are things that that worry me, and there's things that excite me, but. Um, in, in terms of, um, I think what worries me, eh, you know, I, I do worry about, uh, while I think the government did a, uh, a, um, admirable job with secure 2.0, there are, there are some, uh, implementations and things where I, I am concerned that legislation gets, uh, um, considered without, um, legislators fully understanding the industry, some of the impacts of those things. Um, so some of that I, I think worries me. I think if that doesn't worry kind of anybody. I think that's, you know, something to think about. Um, I think states wanting to get in on on the ERISA world is certainly, um, uh, you know, a concern. I think the states sort of just view it as a, as a revenue opportunity, as this, you know, sort of massive pool of assets that they don't have access to today. And I think they, they feel like, well, hey, we can, you know, provide some of these services too, and we should be a part of that as well. So those would be the things that I think kind of worry me. Um, I, I definitely think there's uh, uh, probably a lot more that excites me than worries me. And so that's why I would color myself overall optimistic. Um, I, I think, you know, the ability to bring um, services that were previously unavailable to broader audiences, right, to a big, you know, point to what Scott was just talking about with, you know, the idea to have some of these um, savings vehicles so that people can continue to make a good decision with the money that they've already set aside for retirement so that they can keep that in a tax advantage um, uh, environment and, and again, continue to uh, keep money and saving it for retirement. Um, you know, I think certainly uh, there's going to be a ton of opportunities in the decumulation phase. People have been talking about for years, the baby boomers retiring um, and just, you know, that silver uh, tsunami that's uh, that exists out there. Um, for me personally, I think one of the, the big things that we've actually done a lot in lately and, and we're going to continue to really accelerate is um, uh, artificial intelligence and just the uh, ability to drive business efficiency and customizations to whole new levels um, with our business model, right? Um, So, you know, I think, in fact, again, you know, just the idea of having a managed account for, you know, five or 10 BIPs uh, total cost, you know, would have been unthinkable a few years ago. Uh, And and that's a reality today. Um, What else, Scott? You know, I, I think obviously there's a there's a lot of interest in the retirement space right now. Um, so we're seeing, you know, lots of uh, new players coming, which is kind of exciting to see a uh, lot driven around technology. Right. And I think there's some conversation of who's next is, you know, is big tech going to get into the retirement space when you see folks with, you know, credit cards on their phones now that are, uh, you know, branded under name brands like Apple. You have to wonder if that's the, the next entry mark into the retirement space. So I think exciting times for all ahead. Spiro, thank you so much for bringing up AI. That was one that I missed there and we should have gotten to. So I appreciate that. But this was great, guys. Spiro, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. That's exactly what we needed. Yeah, John, thank you for having us. Pleasure. Yeah, thanks, John. I appreciate the opportunity. 